I've never changed one person's belief ever. That came to my very clearly about four years, four or five years ago, where I was like, I've never changed anyone's belief. <laughs> However, yeah. I have helped people upgrade their beliefs. I've maybe shown them something different, but they have to walk through that door. They have to choose to do that upgrade. There's nothing I can do as a coach if you're like, nope, nope. Okay, cool. But once I realized the upgrade and the change and the fact that people don't like the word change, mm. I'm not going to do that. Cool. It's going to help you upgrade. Yeah. Just like you upgrade your cell phone every year. Just like you love getting upgraded on a airplane from coach to first class. Like people love upgrading. They don't like change. Yeah. Welcome to super entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us J.M. Ryerson. J.M. founded and sold three businesses and is now helping leadership teams do the same. He is a leadership and performance coach, international speaker, host of the Let's Go Win podcast. You definitely want to check it out a best-selling author of the books Let's Go Win, Champions Daily Playbook, and Upgrade. Jam has been building companies and leading sales teams for over 20 years. Welcome to our show, Jam. Jahid, thanks for having me, brother. Good to be back. Good to see you again, yeah, man. Yes, man. It's so nice to see you as well. I saw one of your social media and your dad saying it cracked me up. That's awesome, man. I love that that feeling that you must have of happiness to be able to dance like that. It brings back amazing memories because my mom and my brother and I would all dance in the basement every single, not every night, but majority of nights we had free to Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. And so whenever I no do way. that, whenever I hear music, it's just like, yeah. brings you back to an amazing time. Oh, that's wonderful. Your mother, she's still around. She is. She is. She's Great. still dancing, man. 70. Oh, nice. <laughs> I shouldn't. 72, I think she is now. Yeah. Congratulations for that. That's great that we have her around. And mothers are a blessing. So it's great that she's still around. Yeah, no doubt about it. So can you share the three businesses that you sold? Can you share some sort of a common thread of success that you achieved from all three? Yeah. So... I, it was in the financial service world, and that was, if you were to ask me any financial service questions, you're going to get the wrong answer. I don't know anything about it, quite honestly, even though I did it for mm -hmm. almost 20 years. And yes. I say that tongue-in-cheek because do I know enough to be dangerous? Yes. But what I knew, Shahid, what I was good at was building teams. I was good at leadership and getting everybody on the same page. And so the common thread amongst the three companies, at least from my vantage point, where we were able to get everybody on the same page in a really simple manner. I call it the one sheet where from the very top to the brand new guy coming through the door, everybody knows what our culture is, how we behave, you know, how we're expected to show up, what our goals are. And that sounds really basic, but 99% of companies that I have met with, they don't have that. 
No. And so it's just a matter of getting everybody together and say, what are we trying to do? Simple every meeting. I Whenever you say, hey, let's go have a meeting, people roll their eyes. But the truth is meetings don't have to be bad. You just need a cadence. You need a system that you can use so that it's not a waste of time, so that people are getting something out of it. So I think what we did a really nice job of is getting everybody on the same page, simplifying it, and then there's one last piece, and that's encourage, praise, and recognize. I talk about it frequently. Mm. It's free to every business owner, and yet the dividends and the return on your investment is incalculable. So literally just saying, hey, Shahid, I see you. I appreciate you, brother. You're doing a great job. Simple as that. It makes people, yeah. And it makes them feel like, you know, what I do matters and they care about me. And it's it's free to every single executive and yet is so often overlooked and it's just not used. So those are the kind of the basics that we use. That's great. In our program, we call it leave everyone with the impression of increase, meaning genuine. If you find something good, basically you should be looking for good in people. When you find something good, let them know. And that just motivates on the next level. People just feel good hearing that. If you're not honest and genuine, people can pick up on that vibration. So if you're genuine about it, it just means a lot to that individual, especially their quality of work that they perform. Yeah, it definitely does. And here's the other thing that people don't realize as leaders. When you mm-hmm. inevitably, you're going to have tough conversations with people. If you work with them long enough, people are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're going to, they're not performing. If you have built this in where you have said, hey, I appreciate you. I see you. You're doing a great job. When you have to have the reverse conversation, it makes it so much easier because they know that you care. They know that you're not Mm. coming to them and just coming from a place of ego. Yeah. And so you're able to say, look, we need to have a tough conversation right now, but I want you to know it's not a reflection of you as a person. It's of your performance right now or whatever the situation is. But because you've built that trust with them, now they can accept what you have to say. Now they hear what you have to say, and it makes the whole transaction so much easier. Yeah. So, GM, can you share some tips on how to create that one pager for everyone to be aligned with? Yeah. So the first thing to answer is, and this sounds basic, but what Mm. are we looking to accomplish? Excuse me. It is the most basic question, and it's the most important question. What are we actually looking to do? Because often new organizations or even companies that are growing, they're going at this chaotic pace, and there's people doing stuff, but it's not all aligned. And so then you have redundancy, and you have too much oversight, and you have micromanaging, all things that employees don't like. So the first question to ask is, what are we looking to accomplish? The second question I would say is, what are your cultural values? And I would get it down to Mm. three. If I can make a suggestion to any company, there's a lot of science behind threes. I've seen often I'll walk in and I was just working with a company and they had seven values. And so I did a quick test. I said, let's ask your employees how many can remember these values. No one did. They couldn't remember all of them. They could remember parts of them. And that's because once you get past three, you have diminishing returns where we don't remember as human beings. Three is the magic number. So get your cultural values down to three and repeat it often. Every single meeting in my companies, we repeat what our values are. 
the last piece, or maybe the not the last, but certainly the third piece would be how do we behave? How am I expected to show up today? Is it competitive? Is it fun? Is it family? Whatever your environment is, don't let it happen haphazardly. Be very clear on this is how I expect you to behave today. And then lastly, your goals. What are your 90-day goals? What are your year goals? Because if you can go into a company and you, they not every employee can't answer, what are we trying to do? What are the goals that we're trying to accomplish? How do you expect that it to get there? People want to know that their work is for a greater cause. It's not just fixing this widget or sending these emails. I'm doing this because these are our goals. And when people can get behind that, like a great team, like, a, I don't know, a football team that they all know they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay, cool. That's the goal. What's my role in it? How am I supposed to show up and behave? What are our cultural values? When you can answer those questions, everything becomes really easy. Yeah, definitely. It brings so much more clarity to their basic overall operation and the day-to-day -day work that individuals do. Yeah, it doesn't leave anything to chance, right? Yeah. Uh, often if you, the how we behave is a really easy one because if you don't tell somebody, hey, I want you to be joyous or whatever the thing is that you have, like for my company, we are all about courage and fun are two of ours. And so if somebody doesn't show up courageously, it's easy to have that conversation. Do you see in this moment where you didn't show up with courage? Oh yeah, I can do you see how we're trying to have a good time while we're building this and you're really being the wet blanket here? Yeah, I can. And what it does is it allows the wrong people to get off the bus. It shows them that, you know what, this isn't where I want to be. And instead of just earning a paycheck, I'm going to get off the bus and everybody's going to be happier. Definitely. Hopefully that helps a business owner that does not have it. And you're right. There's a lot of room for clarity in businesses. There's so many things that are looked upon, especially the foundational work. No doubt. And it's uh, the one page, why I call it the one sheet is because when I walk into a company, I know when my work has started to really starting to stick is when you'll see the one sheets up in everyone's cubicle or office and they're seeing it. And what you'll find, my, my history with these companies is I've doubled revenue every company I've gone to within the first year. It's just my nice. track record and the one of the companies we tripled. But the point is double is really my expectation. But what's funny is that we're going to do it by simplifying everything. We're not going to do it by adding more stuff. Look, there's only mm. so much time in a day. Clarity. There's only so much you can get done. So let's mm. simplify it. So whatever you are working on, you're going to be great at it. And everyone's happy then too. It's, it leads to a higher employee morale for sure. They're happy. Yeah. Your, your retention yeah. of employees is better. There's a lot of great things that come to it. That takes me to the next question. Because you transitioned from owning a business into performance coaching, what do you find as the most important lessons that you can bring over into the coaching world and helping businesses? Yeah, so I've figured out that the companies that everybody always asks, what's your niche? I was talking to somebody yesterday and they're like, hey, I want to refer you over, but what's your industry? And I said, I do leadership and building teams. There's not yeah, an industry specific for yeah. me. It's just not. 
but there is a specific mindset that has to exist. Otherwise it won't work. I've learned this with my coaching. If you or the company, if they want to get better, we're going to work out great. We are, we have a growth mindset. The company wants to get better. If that's not, if that does not exist, I had an executive team that they really liked the way they were and they thought, oh, hey, let's hire somebody. But it was not a good fit. I could tell within the first 30 days. And I had to sit down. I said, look, guys, I want to be here if you guys want to get better. But if you want to keep things the way it is and you just want me to cheerlead for you, that's not my job. I love working with people that want to get better. So the common thread mm. for me is, and I have a mantra that I say every day, I'm every day in every way I'm getting better and better. Mm. And that's really my mindset that I take to my personal life and I take to my professional life. And so if somebody's listening, they're like, yeah, our company wants to get better. We want to double in revenue. Cool. I might be your guy. But if you're like, no, we like it the way we are. Don't come in and don't make any what I call upgrades, right? And that's why I wrote the third book. If you don't want to upgrade, no problem. I'm not your guy. And I don't want to, I don't want to even go down that road because if it's not in alignment, it's just not going to work. Yeah, there's no point in hiring a professional if you're not looking for an upgrade. Like they're bringing you in for an upgrade, no? They are, but I know this will be shocking, Shahid, but some executives have egos and some of those <laughs> egos, they don't like change, man. Um, yeah. That's why the word upgrade is my favorite word Got to it. use. Mm -hmm. But there, I've encountered where the ego is saying, Look, we're, we made a mistake by bringing you in. We like it the way it is because you're asking us to upgrade. And we're comfortable here, man. We're doing great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, high five to you, man. And that's the cool thing is it's never, it, it, even when I left and said, you know what, let's just be clear. This isn't going to work. Let's, it wasn't bad. Everybody's like, yeah, agreed. We like it the way we are and you're not a great fit. And I was like, cool, man. But what's been interesting recently, Shahid, is I've been working with companies instead of just doing like the retention and them putting me on a retainer and all that stuff. I've really been looking for the companies that I believe in and doing the small equity in the company. And that mm. because now I have a real vested interest, even more so than just whatever. Interesting. Yeah, it's been a fun journey because somebody had asked me, okay, tell me why your companies work so well. The truth is I, I put my heart and soul into everything versus trading time for money. And now I'm there and I'm, but I'm not fully part of the team. And so that's been a fun journey to, again, not have the majority share, but actually minority share. Yeah. But even when you have that ownership, you're vested. It's just different. Yeah. 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 And back to your point, like you can't, help anyone that doesn't want to be helped so if there's a strong ego there or if they know it all or if they're not really open responsive to new ideas how are you going to help them it's just a dead end yeah and i've learned that over 20 years i have never mm. changed and i'll use the word change very clearly i've never changed one person's belief ever i that came to my very clearly about four years four or five years ago where i was like I've never changed anyone's belief. However, I have helped people upgrade their beliefs. I've and maybe shown them something different. 
but they have to walk through that door. They have to choose to do that upgrade. There's nothing I can do as a coach if you're like, nope, nope, okay, cool. But once I realized the upgrade and the change and the fact that people don't like the word change, mm, I'm not going to do that. True. I'm just going to help you upgrade. Mm. Just like you upgrade your cell phone every year, just like you upgrade, you love getting upgraded on a airplane from coach to first class. Like people love upgrading. They don't like change. Yeah. It's so funny that people are uncomfortable with the word change when we are in a constant evolution of change in our lives, everywhere you look, in business, technology, anything. Because there's always a change. And if you're not jumping on that change wagon, guess what's going to happen? Left right. behind, man, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Certain things are connected to past experiences, but the change has to be their decision, if that makes sense. thousand percent makes sense. One thousand percent. So... What inspired you to start your amazing podcast, Let's Go Win? What is that key message? What is that value that you're trying to bring the world by launching that podcast? Meaning, when you're inspired, what was the idea behind it? Why did you actually go and launch the podcast? And then it's a good question, man. I actually launched it in what would have been my third company at the time. That's the first podcast I had was for a financial service group. And I fell in love with this forum. I fell in love with asking people questions. The reason I started Let's Go Win, I actually started in the name of the podcast was Transcendent Life because transcend is mm. one of my favorite words. The I whole reason, word. yeah, me too, man. It's special. But yeah. not a lot of people understand the word is what mm. I, my marketing firm yeah. is like. I know it's important yeah. to you, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, But the whole reason Let's Go When the company was created was to inspire people to live their best lives. And the reason that started is because I wrote the first book for my two sons. I have 17 and 13-year-old sons that I wanted them to live their best life. And so once I started doing the podcast, I figured out that, oh my gosh, I love this forum. I knew that I wanted to inspire others to live their best lives. I wanted to tell the story, the good, the bad, the ugly. And that's what you were a guest on the show. And we got to dive into the really good stuff. And then what were the challenges so that you can tell a story that's more than just let me give you the highlight reel of how great everything is. That's not life, mm, yeah. especially a platform, in like a ahead. platform to tell it as it is. hundred percent. Tell the story. Tell somebody how you got your butt kicked and you didn't want to get back up and you wanted to quit but this is why I persevered or I failed miserably at, and I, I love these stories. I know it sounds terrible to say I love them, but the truth is I do because every time learning. they, yeah, that's right, brother. They got back up. They wanted to get better. Yeah. They chose a path to overcome. And so it's just, I don't know why, man. I just, this is my favorite form. I love it. It's something yeah. I'm passionate about. Yeah. So important jam. When I initially started it, I was very nervous. It was very uncomfortable for me meeting some of these gentlemen and ladies and talking about this stuff. But the more I started becoming comfortable with me, the in inner world, the more easier it got. And then slowly I started falling in love with me. And then mm -hmm. I just started falling in love with whatever I was doing. And then this podcast was saying, wow, this came from somewhere because I just got a platform 
to share that love and meet people and help them grow and get the message out, like you're saying. So it adds a different level of excitement in your life when you podcast. It's just a lot of people are worried about doing specific systems when they do their podcast and, you know, how others are doing it and do it that way kind of thing. But I find that it's great to have some ideas from elsewhere, right? But from your heart, when you're doing it, there's no other option but to fall in love with it, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And actually, what you're talking about, I think, is so applicable to everyday life. Look, we have a way about us, a way that's natural, that's authentic, right? And the way I do my show, similar to you, I'm going to have a conversation. I'm not going to be the best marketing platform out there. I think this is why Joe Rogan's, why he's the number one podcaster in the world. He sits for two and a half hours and he has a conversation with someone. It's not Mm. scripted in any way, shape, or form. He Mm. goes down all kinds of tangents and rabbit holes. And what people understand is, look, or at least early, I will say, his show was extremely just, it was pure and authentic. And he was just having a conversation. People want to see that. They don't want to get the fluff. They don't want to be sold something. And so Mm. that's what I think is so beautiful. And it's funny you say you got nervous because I'll have guests come on. They're like, oh, man, I'm so nervous. I'm like, you're nervous to have a conversation with you and me because no one's watching right now. You know what I mean? And yes, yeah. it does go out and then people will judge it or like yeah, it or whatever they yeah. do. Yeah. But just be you, man. That's it. One thing I learned is that people are going to judge regardless. You know what? People right now, like if they're watching or listening to this, there's a, a tremendous amount of judgment going on. So people are going to judge regardless, no matter what. But when you're just yourself and not worry about that component and just dare to add value, genuine value that you transcend all that i was just having this conversation with a client on friday this very conversation the truth is it's none of your business what anybody else thinks yeah in the moment that you sit there and say what are they thinking about me that's actually a really egotistical way to look at it because you're only thinking about you yeah and when i said that i said stop being selfish and he goes whoa yeah i was like look brother You're not a selfish guy. You're not an egotistical guy. So stop worrying about what people are thinking about you because you're only thinking about yourself. And he goes, oh, my God, I can't believe I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, brother, this is it's none of your business what anybody thinks of you. And I promise you, people are going to like you. They're going to hate you and all in between. And there's nothing you can do about it other than to be your best self. Yourself. So true. Even when you said that to the gentleman. It's an idea that came into the conscious mind where he either could accept it or reject it. So it sounds like he accepted it, but it goes a lot further to actually implement it in your life because the issue is our environment has a tremendous amount of effect on us, what we do. I was interviewing Boss Roten. I don't know if you know the (laughs) UFC champion. He's always with Kevin James. So he was saying he invented a breathing device and he said that Up to age eight, we breathe normal. Six to eight, we breathe perfectly normal, natural. As soon as the environment of girls or the opposite sex, or if you're in a school environment, you start seeing your belly sticking out because that's where you're supposed to breathe from. Unconsciously, you move it to your chest. And then you spend your life breathing wrong. 
And that's how strong the environment has an effect on us. So that idea that I implemented in him, it's an idea, but when you're in action, day-to-day stuff, it's, it's hard to have that part of you because it's not programmed into you. It's not part of your subconscious. You have to become that idea, and there's so many infinite ideas. So each of them has to be given the time to become it. Then you're able to manage it. But hopefully that idea is going to stick with him. Yeah. Was he the guy in the movie with Kevin James? Yeah, he's uh, always, the, they're best friends. They're okay. always in all movies. Yeah, they're always together. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. I didn't yeah, when you said yeah. the name. That's fascinating yeah. that, because yeah. I'm all about breath work. I, yeah. It's the first well, thing, one of out. the first things. I will, 100%. Yeah, there's a free but test it, you can do. It's called breathingiq.com. Okay, I'll check yeah. it out for sure, because I'm obsessed with this idea. In fact, there's a great mm-hmm. book called Breath by James Nestor. But Mm. one of the things you said, and it's interesting, he said about eight years old, I think you said, where now people are starting to judge. And so now you're starting to compromise. And I talk about this often. That's that mask that we start to put on. So your authentic Mm -hmm. self is breathing correctly. You're Mm -hmm. you're not thinking about it. Life is good. You're happy. Yes. And then we start to want to fit in. And that's where so many challenges happen. Mm-hmm. What I talk about is the masks get heavy, brother. If we keep yeah. putting on a mask, take that stuff off. Be free. Yeah, be free. Be free. Free is the best way to live. You don't realize how beautiful life truly is until you become free. Mm. And free is not the traditional way of freedom. It's the freedom within. When it doesn't really bother what others think of you. You're doing the best you can. You feel really good about yourself within. The ego loses his grip. You start evolving into this trueness that you're supposed to be. And when you interact with people, the relationships we make are next level. Yeah. And even the way you were talking about podcasting, you you said something profound. You said, when I really started to love myself and accept myself, I think was, I'm paraphrasing, but that's when it became easy. That's when podcasting, because- it does. You're right. It starts with us to just say, mm-hmm. I'm again, I say, I talk about mantras. And one of the things that we have to do is rewire our subconscious mind because the, yes. the world has been telling us everything we're not for years. Mm-hmm. Addition that. And one of the things I've taught my kids, they've said the same mantra every single day of their life. And even when they couldn't speak, I said it for them because I wanted them to know that they are these amazing human beings. I wanted yes. them to know all these Incredible. attributes. It didn't matter what it, the world tells you. You need mm-hmm. to rewire your subconscious. Yeah. That's wonderful. Can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? I would say grit is probably the simplicity and grit. I don't know how to quit. It's Good. somebody asked me, why were you successful? And I said, I'm successful is all relative, but okay. Based on your, why are you successful? Cause I don't know how to quit. I just keep going. I don't know where that came from. It's just always been there that I just, I may not be yeah. the most talented, but I'm willing to put in the work. So I would say that, and then just simplifying. I'm a simple kid from Montana that I like things simple because I think the world's already too complex. So mm-hmm. that would be my other superpower. Thank you for sharing that. It resonates because simplicity, it brings joy in life. What you do on a day-to-day basis, how you deal with your family, what you do ongoing, 
And if that is fun, easygoing, not stressful, and simple, fun, what's going to happen? You're going to have a great journey. You don't need to take life so serious. I certainly don't want to. It's Either. every one of my companies I've been executive on. Fun yeah. is a part of our cultural values. That's good. Yeah, I because, love that. brother, we don't have that much time on this globe, no. man. We got to enjoy yeah. it while we're here. Yeah, no, that's great, Jam. Appreciate you coming on the show today for the second time. I know the first time we had some technical issues. I'm really grateful that you actually came back because I enjoy speaking to you. I see the things that you're doing are definitely on a level of improving millions of lives and not just in the corporate world and the business world, but anybody that you're helping in a business, obviously they have a family. They obviously have relationships, they have friends. So this good stuff, it travels. So good job, Jam, and hopefully you continue for many years and definitely keep in touch. Brother, my pleasure. Thank you for having me back. Any time I get to spend with you is a blessing. So I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Jam. Audience, thank you once again for joining us for another episode with JM. Take a look at his podcast. It's pretty amazing. I actually had some comments from somebody from your audience, JM, that were saying that they loved the conversation that me and you had on that interview. And he was saying they absolutely love your show. I met with him, so he was saying that he really loves your show. So I just wanted to share that with you. But yes, people really do admire the work that he's doing and the energy that he puts into the work that he's doing. 